Hello again, it's Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development, and I'm delighted to have you here for our Veteran Stories Difference Makers series. And here we've got with us Vince Kramer, veteran of the US Air Force. Hi, Vince. Hi, Craig. How are you today? Really awesome and really glad that you're here. It's International Women's Day, and we've just had a great session with three powerful women, and I'm glad that we get to follow up and with you. Well, thank you so much. I, I'm honored to have the opportunity to share both as a, a veteran and somebody who really wants to make a difference in this world. Fantastic. Why don't you tell us what were your motivations for getting into the military originally? Well, uh, originally it was pretty selfish, actually. My parents couldn't afford to send me to school and I had uh, an opportunity to play football actually at, at the college level, but because of some injuries, uh, that kind of took that opportunity away from me. And I didn't want to build up huge student debts. So I looked for opportunities to, you know, get my degree and to move forward in life. And lucky for me, I went to work for a veteran who talked me into looking at the military and once I started the experience of the military, I actually fell in love with the camaraderie. I fell in love with people there working for a common mission. And uh, about, oh, about six months into it, I decided I wanted to stay. And I started looking for opportunities to get my degree to move from the enlisted ranks up to the officer ranks. And so you're in the in the Air Force for 11 years, is that right? That's true. Yes, 11 years. So the majority of that time then you were an officer? Yes. Actually, I uh, within two years of, was it two? Yeah, exa almost exactly two years of joining the military, I found a way in a program that offered me the opportunity to uh, get my schooling fairly quickly. So I, I finished two years of school in about 19 months because of wow. the military helping with cost and my commanding officer helping me find times where I could do my job, but be available for school. So things happened really quickly. One of the reasons I pushed so hard is when I took the Air Force officer qualifying test, my pilot scores and my navigator scores were in the very, very high uh, top percentiles. And I figured, okay, if I want to be in the Air Force and I, I want to be a military officer, then being a pilot in the Air Force is really the way to go. And I actually dreamt about it when I was a five, six-year-old about flying airplanes. So um, it, it all just kind of worked out where... You know, I had this opportunity to get my education, and if I did it fast enough because of my age, then there was the opportunity of, of flying in the military. Amazing. Tell us about some of your experiences when you're in there. Oh, I, I, I would say the, the biggest experiences that I had that was beneficial in living life now and living life more fully is truly the camaraderie, the the close-knit 
teams that were formed. I flew the EC-135, so uh, we had a crew of four in the front, but a crew of 21 in the back. So we had a fairly wow. large crew uh, that we worked with uh, on a regular basis. And because it was a strategic mission, we spent a lot of time in alert facilities. So we got to know these people and, and really make a difference in their lives as they made a difference in, in my life. So that was extremely exciting. Uh, I had an opportunity, uh, you, know, you call it an opportunity, it's kind of sad, it's kind of exciting at the same time to uh, fly combat missions in Desert Storm. So it was great to have the opportunity to do my job and do it in a way that I knew was making a difference. But at the same time, it's war. So uh, it, it's it's not a place you want to be, but also exciting and very fulfilling to do the job that you train to do. Tell us about some of the places where you did fly some of the operations, if you can. Uh, not too exciting, to be to be honest with you. During Desert Storm, we were based out of Riyadh, so we flew over Iraq and Saudi Arabia. I did a little bit of time flying in and out of England, but besides that, because I had a strategic mission, I flew out of the vacation spot of Rapid City, South Dakota. So as an officer, the majority of my time was flying missions out of South Dakota or Nebraska. And sometimes we've, uh, my longest mission was 24 hours, Craig. And I took wow. off out of Rapid City, flew around in a circle very close to Rapid City for 24 hours and landed at Rapid City. So I didn't get to see a whole lot of the world in the mission that I flew. And so 11 years in the service and then, you decided to come back to civilian life. What motivated the, the desire to transition out? It was truly the hardest choice in, in my life because I, I really liked the military. I, I liked the opportunities that were available. I had uh, and knew I was going to have lots of opportunities to move up the chain of the command and, and hold positions at, at a higher rank. But one of my biggest passions after I started doing it was flying airplanes. And I just could not see myself not flying airplanes anymore. And my next assignment was probably going to be a desk job. And mm -hmm. I just couldn't bring myself to, to leave the cockpit. So my decision was based on following the passion of flying. Mm. And so then immediately out of out of the Air Force, what did you do? I, I went to American Airlines at first, flew there for a couple of years, got laid off or furloughed from there. Uh, had an opportunity to fly for uh, a couple millionaires out of Colorado Springs in their private jet before I got hired in 1995 by United Airlines. And then I just retired a year ago from, from them. Wow. Wow. So in your back now in your civilian life, and we'll get to some of the, the incredible things that you're doing now, making a difference in the lives of other people. What are some of those skill sets, um, knowledge, capacities, aptitudes, those things that you've taken from your time in the military that are really um, useful to you now? 
Uh, I, what a wonderful question, Craig, because uh, the work that I'm doing now um, is really about helping people see that all through their life, they've been developing skills, gifts, and talents that are truly meant to help them live their true purpose on earth. So uh, I, I've been such a great example of that. First of all, the community was uh, a great educator for me on how important it is for people to understand that we're all here to help each other. We're all part of a team. And when we all pull on our end of the rope the same way that the team can accomplish so much. I also had the opportunity to do a lot of teaching and learning about how to be an instructor, learning about different learning styles through uh, being a, first of all, enlisted, I, I helped people I, I trained people in the missile silos. And then as I moved into the officer ranks, I moved uh, up to an instructor pilot. So I had an opportunity to learn how to instruct. Uh, of course, as an officer, you have the all the training around being a leader and how to show up that way. So I had a lot of coaching skills that came from that. So, so I brought so many skills that you could put a name to but also a lot of skills that you couldn't put a name to. I mean, you learn how to communicate in the military. You learn how to work as a team. Mm. You learn mm. how to work by yourself in the military. You learn how to take responsibility and be disciplined. So I, I tell people both coming out of the military, but also even the, the flying world, you have so many skills that are transferable in so many different places in the world and so many different occupations that there, there's a tendency to sell ourselves short, not realize just mm. how many great skills that we're bringing out, just the discipline that, mm. that you have and the ability to work without supervision in most cases for the people that come out of the military. Mm -hmm. is, is worth millions of dollars truly to an industry when they know that they can give someone a task and allow them to accomplish it and know that it's going to get done the way it's supposed to is, is huge. Mm -hmm. So I, I could probably spend the whole time that we're going to spend together on all the skills I learned, all the education that I got in the military that's, that's helped me truly step into purpose. I'd love to share um, on the screen now the website for what you're doing now. This is you and your wife? It is. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about what you're doing now? And I'll remove this from the screen because I want to have a bit of a deeper talk about some of the things that I was reading that you talk about and you coach people with. But um, tell us about this, Imagine Miracles. Well, Imagine Miracles came about because of me understanding life and, and understanding energy in a different way. So I really got deep into quantum physics as, as I was leaving the military and the understanding of energy and how it works. Uh, I told you that uh, I dreamed about being a pilot when I was little. Hmm. There's two things that was very important to me when I was little. Five years old, I told my grandmother that I wanted to help people love themselves. So they could love each other. Hmm. And where does a five-year-old come up with that? <laughs> I, I have no idea, but it took me 45 years to remember truly what that five-year-old knew. Hmm. 
And that's what Imagine Miracles is all about, that we we all have this purpose. And it's different than going out and finding your why. The purpose is really the energy of you and how you show up in the world, the difference that you're supposed to make. And then all those gifts and talents that you've delivered and developed along the way all come into you making a difference. And, and I think we can all look at the world right now and say that each of us needs to, to make a difference and, and come together to make this world the best that it could do. So we founded Imagine Miracles. Imagine is really using your thoughts and feelings to create the way that quantum physics shares with us that we do. And then miracles through an act of love, sharing your gifts and talents in a way that others can share theirs. Uh, I, I know I'm here to make that difference. I know I'm here to, to help people transition into doing a job, if you will, or living life in a way that you're fulfilling the reason you're here. And you can find then the happiness, the health, the abundance through doing that instead of leaving the military, let's say, and just taking on a new set of rules. It's really time for each and every one of us on this world to find our rules and start living our life our way. I'm not saying break the laws. I'm saying stop doing what others tell you you, you should do or what marketing shows you is going to bring mm. the happiness that you want. Mm. It's really time to find all that on the inside and really bring it to the outside, because I think that's what's going to change the world. That's mm. one of the motivations for our veterans stories, difference makers is to show and share people's real life experiences and the differences they're making now and what actually made the difference for them um, rather than allow too much social media with fake perfection and impressions of people who have spent hours getting ready and then putting it on social media as if they've just snapped a photo of themselves with no preparation at all. I think real life takes determination and real life takes some hard work and real life takes um, a change in mindset. I'd, I'd like you to share about the concept of chaos and burnout if you don't mind well it is i got deeper into the understanding of quantum physics and energy and, and i'm and i'm not talking about standing up at the board and, and doing the formulas and and how it all folds out but the the understanding of energy as a whole unfolding in the manifestation that we experience in the world and enfolding when we no longer want that experience or that experience is no longer valuable. So when we're talking about uh, energy being manifested in our experiences or manifested in what we want in life, there's, there's a change in the energy. And as the energy changes, there's a chaos. And I think that's what we're experiencing in the world right now. Uh, a lot of chaos, the the racial stuff that um, is coming back to the forefront, the the war right now in uh, Ukraine, the uh, political fighting that we're experiencing in the in the U.S. the the two parties being so far apart and and they can't come together. All of that, I think, is the chaos that's happening because of change. As we, as we move from this place where 
uh, we're worried about, are we going to get what I deserve? Am I going to be treated the way that I needed to be treated? I think the as a whole, the society, the uh, collective is moving towards understanding that we have to take care of each other. And what we're experiencing right now is the chaos in that energetic change. Mm. Yeah. Probably not what you expected when when I uh, agreed to come on the podcast, but I, I think it's so important for us to understand that we 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 play such a vital part in in the energetic shift that that we need to experience. I think it's really important for people to take ownership of their own place in the world and their own growth and their own success or or lack of it. Also, I think when people elevate their own needs, desires, and wants over that of another person, um, and really to the ignoring of other people's needs, hopes, dreams, and desires, I think that breeds a lot of the contention um, that we're seeing played out now. And I agree with you, but change does bring chaos as people try to adjust and find their place in the world. Why don't you tell us about the concept of quantum leap and success for individuals? Well, the... Once again, back to the science. I, I was driven to the science because my wife shared concepts and sometimes spiritual concepts uh, uh, that she believed. And in her sharing them, they didn't quite match up with what I thought our, our world was about and, and what uh, science was truly telling us. But as I went deeper and deeper into science, I kept proving everything that she said right. So when, when we're talking about quantum leaps, um, we can have a mind shift, if you will. We can have a thought shift, uh, an energy shift, where we can move from where we are right now to where we want to be to go through, instead of going through all those steps of change. Um, you, you've heard it said, you know, act as if. Mm -hmm really um, acting as if if you're truly coming from that space of your thoughts and your emotions being aligned with already being what you want to be or where you want to be that can happen with, without trying to figure out okay what's the next step here what path do i have to take there you can truly step into what you want, or you truly can step into what you want to be. And that's a, a quantum leap. Uh, a, a great way to explain it is the way the scientists, uh, uh, I, I think, Craig, probably when you were going through school, like I was, we built the, the uh, electrons on rings going around the, the nucleus. And we thought, okay, this electron is on this path. But what scientists figured out was that that's not truly how it works. An electron can be here in one minute and somewhere completely different in another second. It just jumps. And that jump is a quantum jump, an energetic jump. And now as the scientists look at it, uh, especially the quantum physicists that are looking at how it affects our lives, they've learned that we can make these quantum leaps and, and truly leap into what we want. When people make those quantum leaps and they act as if um, they're already there in that space or 
having what they want or desire. Um, they may realize that they're in this position, but they didn't have that necessary preparation or training or the skills to maintain that position. What should some, someone do then when they feel that? Well, f first of all, if, if in your heart you know where you're supposed to be, um, the opportunities will show up for you. So listen, be aware, because you're going to hear somebody talk about a class that you should take, or you're going to uh, I'll give you a, an interesting example for me. As I was starting into the work that I'm doing right now, I knew that I needed to get a coaching certificate. It, I had to have that, not necessarily to be a good coach, but for people to have trust in me in allowing me to coach. And what mm -hmm. happened? Boom. The, the very the very second I decided I needed to have uh, a coaching certificate, I popped on Facebook and there was the the coaching advertisement. Okay, <laughs> he, learn how to be a coach, learn from one of the best leaders in the world. Uh, it's Jack, uh, excuse me, John Maxwell. Learn from John Maxwell, learn how to coach, learn about leadership. And it was like, boom, it showed itself as soon mm -hmm. as I was ready for it. So I, I truly believe that we can get ready for it. I also mm -hmm. know that in, in most circumstances, we already have developed the talents and skills and the gifts somehow or another to at least get us started uh, on that calling, at least get us started in that area that we know we're being pulled to. And a lot of those gifts and talents will take you far enough to then develop the more, uh, more deeper or more specific talents and gifts to complete whatever it is that you choose. I really like John Maxwell and the way that he presents things and makes um, knowledge and skills understandable. Um, he has spoken before. I heard him at a conference and he was saying how, you know, if you focus on your strengths, you can develop a greater a greater level of growth than if you focused on your weaknesses. And often, you know, we're, I went through schooling. I'm sure you had moments of this as well, where the focus was on the weakness, the lack, the thing that I couldn't do. Um, and John's point is, if you're a, a three out of 10 in something and that's your weakness and you focus on it, you might get really, you know, get some momentum, but you might only ever get to a five out of 10 because it's a weakness for you. But if you focus on your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your strengths, and you're already a five out of 10, you could get to be an eight or a nine or even a 10 out of 10. Who wants to live their life being a five when you could live your life being an eight or nine or a 10 out of 10, you know, focus on your strengths. Exactly. And, and those areas that you're a five, somebody else is a 10. Right. And, and that's the, the of, of coming together in, in that community to, so everybody's living their eights, nines, and tens, and right. that's going to benefit each individual, but it's going to benefit the company or mm. the organization that you're in. Um, mm. that's, that's one of my main goals is, is I help people uncover their purpose more and more and the gifts and talents that they develop to, to bring that purpose to the world. If companies could start one, attracting people with similar purposes to their company's purpose. And then, okay, now how do I best use the gifts and talents 
to accomplish the purpose as the whole. So each mm. individual is accomplishing their purpose at the same time. Mm. Now that synergy and the, uh, if, if we want to use the quantum uh, physics term, the entrainment and the entanglement of that coming together would be so powerful for uh, all our organizations, all our businesses. And at the same time, each individual is experiencing living their purpose too. It's huge. Hmm. I think if we're vulnerable in identifying our strengths and our weaknesses and, and allowing those weaknesses to be filled or met by someone else, and that's actually an area of strength for them, we give that opportunity, opportunity to someone to shine with their strength. And so that's no longer a weakness for us, actually, because collaborating with others, our weakness becomes a strength because that other per person is partnering with us as we're pursuing that, like you say, that one vision, similar goals, similar direction if you're in an organization. I think if you can't find an organization like that, I guess you have to make one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think the energy is moving towards that. I think the understanding mm -hmm. is, um, is, especially with the experience of COVID, where mm. uh, people are saying, you know, that's not what I want to do anymore. Mm. You know, I, I, I want to find something that's more supportive of me. And I, I don't believe that everybody is supposed to be a coach. And I don't believe everybody huh. is necessarily supposed to work at home. But I do believe once we come together and find how we can help people live their gifts and talents, we can help them share the process that they develop through their life, mm. then, then we'll gravitate to mm. that place that, that works best for us. And if it's working best for us on the inside, it means it's working best for everything else on the outside. Love it. Well, Vince, just as we wrap up, are there some final thoughts that you would like to share? Oh, I would love to, uh, especially for the military, that people that are listening, you, you are unique. Uh, every person in, in our world is unique. And you've got a, a set of gifts and talents that are unique to you. And there's mm -hmm. people that need them. There's businesses right. that need them. So one, believe in yourself and stick to your uniqueness and keep your eyes, your ears, even your heart open to what's calling you because you'll find that place that you're mm. meant to be. And when you find that place that you're meant to be, that gives you the opportunity to live your life fully, which will not only affect you, it'll affect everyone around you and mm. energetically really affect the entire world. Mm. Well, Vince, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you for your service. And thank you for the difference that you're making in other people's lives right now. Um, everyone can see who's watching the recording on YouTube, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all the other places, Instagram, uh, where you can see this recording. We've got on the screen right now Vince's website, imaginemiracles.com. So I would encourage you to reach out to him if this is something you'd like to pursue. So Vince, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Craig. And thank you for what you're doing in the world. This is this is huge for people to get their stories out and to, to interact and, and really bring the energies together. So thank you so much.
Thanks so much. And those of you watching, if you are a veteran or family of a veteran, uh, UARD, our university, is approved uh, for VA benefits and education. So do reach out to us if you'd like to achieve your degree or your master's degree, postgraduate degree. Reach out to us. We'd love to serve you and help you move forward with your goals and your dreams that you have. We look forward to seeing you again on another Veteran Stories Difference Makers. We'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.